0: Hello, everyone. Um, I know I feel like I should be saying welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. Um, but as I told you guys, I did the final episode back in June. And in that episode, I said, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to leave the mic alone, because that's just not who I am. I did share with my Facebook followers, um, and probably the Instagram followers too that i I don't have the mic out of my system. I don't have podcasting out of my system. I will probably step back on it. um I am what I call a verbal processor, so all of the life things that I go through I need to verbally process um It helps to have a therapist to do some of that or have partners or friends who are willing to kind of sit there and let you think through things. but I realize not having the podcast. Kind of gave me a problem. There was a hole that I needed to fill. I verbally process with you guys. You indulge me and allow me to talk my thoughts through. And I just, I, I need that. Um, so I today, this morning, I am, um, just doing a Sunday morning, doing some food prep, listening to a podcast episode and I needed to get on with you guys. I needed to see what was happening and um, so I'm trying something new, doing another live and you know hoping this is recording and coming through and um let's see where this goes. Maybe this is something that I'm just gonna want to do more impromptu that aren't really planned but more organically motivated. So this morning I was listening to Mayim Bialik's Breakdown, the episode uh, entitled The Mind-Body Path of Mental Wellness, and it's with a guest that, oh my gosh, amazing, um, I hope that I am saying his name right, but said Guru. He's a yogi, a mystic, oh, there's so many things I could say, and also a uh, New York Times bestseller. The episode is about 40 minutes long, so it is an easy listen, but there is so much to take in from this, so I definitely encourage anyone to pop over there. So today, I'm just going to share some of my thoughts as I was listening to the episode. I did sit down in two different um, times to listen to the episode. So I had already done some feedback of this episode about two weeks ago in the Facebook group, but this morning I needed to finish up the episode and wow. So one of the first things that stuck out uh, to me in the second part of this episode was what Saguru said about the cycle of misery. And that really resonated with me. You guys know that I have um, continued to go through a medical journey. And I have noticed as I'm kind of, I don't want to say coming out of the journey because I'm I'm nowhere towards the end of it, but I'm not in what I call hell. Uh, there was a time in my life, I think you guys know very much, that I was living hell, that I did not feel good um, every minute of the day. And to me, I have called that hell. And I'm not there anymore, um, which I'm happy about. But it is so easy for my mind and my body to go back to that time when I was in hell. You know, when people ask me how things are going, when people, you know, want some information, uh, when we talk about, you know, 2020, I go to hell. Um, and it really isn't helpful to me to go back to that area. My body feels that again. Um, it, I see it a lot when I go to the doctor's office and I was just at a new provider about two weeks ago and I had to recount everything to the new provider to get them up to speed. And and so I did explain like that was hell. I'm no longer in hell. So I can tell you about my journey, but I also need to recognize that I'm not in hell anymore. I feel better um yes I'm not where I should be, I'm not where other people are, I am not where I should expect to be, but I have to see that there is light um, instead of just continuing this cycle of misery. This cycle of everything is bad. Um I you know, I'm going through this bad part that there's no hope because in hell there was no hope. And I, I need to recognize like, yes, I'm going to tell you about this, but I need to also recognize I am not there anymore. And it's breaking that cycle of misery because I can just stay in, it. I, you know, you want to be, uh, you you've got that net, uh, natural instinct to be negative or contrarian or come out with that snide comment about how things are going, or, um, you just, you've Feel pulled to some of that and I need to watch myself that I do not go back into that cycle of misery because it will play with my mental health. I need to recognize. So in, in, um, Sadhguru's talking about this, he also talked about the difference between living with our memories and living with our attention. He said that in current days, we are very focused on our memories, bringing up memories. Um, You know, we want to in school, in school, we're memorizing facts and just regurgitating those facts. So we get in that pattern of just regurgitating these memories that we have. Instead of talking about the here and now and being in the attention, if I am paying attention to what is in front of me, That is what I will regurgitate. I will naturally learn things and I will stay in the presence and in that attention, which I thought was really interesting because it it really plays into how I talk to that doctor that yes, I can tell you what my memories are, but also I'm going to ground myself in how I am today. This is how I am feeling today. These are the improvements that I have made and I want to acknowledge that when someone asks me, Politely. How are you doing? I don't need to go back into oh last week and oh man, my migraines have been giving me problems and all oh, my medication, and I, I don't have to go into that. I can answer it as like take stock and how am I today? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's gonna help my body recognize those positives. So play with the attention that we have right now. He did state that drama is has become bigger in our life than we are. We seem to be very much drawn into drama. And and I say the we is in, in a general sense. I don't know um because said guru is not um a native uh United States citizen. Um so I don't know if it's maybe cultural, it may be different in other other countries and other cultures, but drama is so big. I mean, look what, what's on our TV. We want to see all this uh, real housewives and um, uh, love and hip hop and um, all of our soap operas. We live on drama. We love the gossip. We want to make things more. And I know that we connect through negativity our our body, like when someone says, oh, how are you doing? We want to say, I've got this ache in my side. And then they come back and go, gosh, I had that last week. We want to kind of sit in our misery together and join with each other. And that's part of the drama. We need to get better at uh, sharing how good things are going, asking, you know, what adventures have you been on lately? Um, and really sharing with people the positives because they will join with those positives that we're having. but We need to look at that and not get drawn into that drama of misery or negativity. There was something else that he said that I, I thought is worth um, really talking about. And it's something like I hear at the Finding Myself podcast and in life and as a school counselor, as a mom, whatever it is. I am really a person who thinks about the strategies, the skills, the tools that we have to help ourselves get better, that there are tools out there for you to use. And trust me, as a clinician, I know that not everyone is open to those tools or they will try that tool for one attempt. And if it doesn't work, they have given up on the whole system. And said Guru, use the example that if I ask you to take apart the chair that you're sitting in and I don't give you any tools, how successful are you going to be? You're probably going to try your uh, fingernails and ruin your fingernails. You may go after your teeth we know we know our teeth are are very handy tools, um and you might ruin your teeth in doing that, but if I give you a screwdriver. You're going to have that chair in pieces within minutes. If I give you that tool that fits the right way, you're going to be successful and also efficient, Um, probably lowering the frustration level and making you feel pretty successful and positive. And so it really is an example of how tools can be so powerful in our life to find those strategies that work for us. So with this, uh, it makes me think of our positive affirmations. Those are tools to help us to stay in the positive, that help us be present and mindful in what is going on right now, and where there's some of that reality, not the drama, but the reality. I, uh, for some reason, the affirmation of, yes, this is tough, but you are tougher, has been coming up with me in this last couple days. And it is something to, to be mindful of. It's recognizing what is in front of me, giving it my attention. Yes, this is tough, but also giving the attention that I am tougher, that I have been through things, got through things, moved through things. So using those affirmations can be very powerful for us to break that cycle of misery to put the attention where it needs to be and to not create the drama in our head, in our stories in a negative way. So I wanted to share all of that with you guys. Uh, It is something that I have to practice um, as I shared. And it comes to play very much in my medical situation that I need to recognize positives and not stay in that cycle of misery because it just isn't healthy for me in my journey, or me being mom, or me. So um, I thank you guys for listening to me today. I hope that you can take a nugget of information from this. I hope this is a good way for you to start your week. And uh, I I look forward to talking to you guys again. As I'm motivated, I'll hop on here and do these type of episodes. Have a great week, guys. Bye.